So, first off, tell me a bit about the origins of the Health and Wellness Center at UCSB. Um, the Health and Wellness Center or the department? I suppose both. Do you want to maybe oh, explain the okay, differentiation sure. too? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the Health and Wellness Department has um, been in existence since 19, I think it's 76 or 77, so um, over 40 years. Uh, we've been uh, promoting health and well-being on our campus, but we now have actually a brand new drop-in wellness center. And the wellness center just opened in winter of 2022, so January of 2022. Um, uh, the, the origin of the health and wellness center was we've always need, wanted a space where students could come and drop in and connect with each other, but we, there just wasn't space available. So we, we finally got that. And that um, has been a wonderful addition uh, to our campus for our students and ways that we could reach and connect with everybody around a wide range of health issues. Mm. So what kind of resources are offered to students through the Health and Wellness Center specifically? Um, well, the center has a couple options. Um, we're, first of all, we're in the student resource building on the first floor. Uh, as soon as you walk in the door where the, where the center right uh, facing you when you walk in the door where we share the space with the women's center what's available is a lounge for students to come and drop in they can get some free tea some free snacks and connect with each other we also have um, a programming space where we offer a lot of our programs and those programs include meditation uh, body healthy body image programs um, our rejuvenation station and also just a quiet contemplation station. So when we don't have uh, programs going on, students are welcome to come back to that quiet space and just unwind in a busy day. So it's quite a range of programs that we offer, but those are the, those are the key things for drop-in. So kind of on a broader topic, mental health kind of carries this stigma around it, right? It, it feels like only in the past five years or so has it become more acceptable to discuss the fact that you're in therapy or on medication because of a diagnosis. In what ways, if any, does health and wellness as a department or through the center kind of work to destigmatize mental health on campus? That's a great question. There's some new funding. All UC campuses received some equity in mental health funding. And that is in part to destigmatize mental health and to reach out to students who maybe for a wide range of reasons aren't um, having access to services. So with those funds, we hired a person who's going to specifically be focusing on outreach and campaigns to students to help sort of break down those barriers and negative stigma around uh, mental health. So that's one thing that we do. Of course, we also want students to know they can enter into mental health services in a wide range of ways through many modalities. Uh, some people may not feel fully comfortable starting with therapy. And so coming into the Health and Wellness Center is a good place just to start checking out what are some of the resources, um, join and connect with other people through meditation, which is very helpful for stress. And, and, you know, not everyone can benefit from that, but, and maybe really needs a treatment relationship, but then our students and staff can build a relationship and connect students to the services that they need. So what kind of relationship does health and wellness have with services like counseling and psychological services like CAPS at UC Santa Barbara? Mm -hmm. um, well, I meet with, uh, I'm part of the mental health leadership team and I meet with CAPS and the student health, behavioral health team. Uh, the whole group of us meets weekly 
So we talk about the kinds of issues that students are facing and how we can uh, make sure that we're connecting students to the wide range of services from health promotion to prevention, to um, skill building workshops, to therapy, to psychiatry when that's needed. Um, so we have those weekly meetings um, and connect with each other just to touch base. So what kind of relationships does health and wellness build with students? And is there anything in particular that you see students coming in for, or is it a lot more varied than that? It's, it's more varied. Um, people, people don't, students don't generally um, come to the Health and Wellness Center if they're seeking mental health treatment necessarily. Um, but they do come to the Wellness Center because they really enjoy the stress reduction programs that we have. Like I said, we have a meditation program that is um, research supported uh, for stress reduction. We also have um, our rejuvenation station that is really just designed for students to come in. They can get a neck and shoulder massage and unwind. These are sort of the everyday stresses that students experience. And, and those are the kinds of relationships we build. I would say that students who attend the meditation program, there are um, probably stronger relationships that form between the um, leader, who is a professional health educator, as well as sometimes a student educator. Because those are, although they're drop-in, students do tend to kind of find the group that they like and they come regularly and they start to form a relationship, not only with the health educators, but also with the other students who attend those meetings. So I would say the kind of relationship we form is one of a um, uh, support, a support system, a trusted campus staff person who can um, help them navigate the, the campus if that was necessary and just to be there and um, help students know they're not alone. So I know you've kind of obviously alluded to this in all of your answers, but what do you think is the importance of programs like this, particularly with, with college students, with incoming freshmen? You know, the world is complicated as is, and then in the past few years with the pandemic and everything else. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely for, for all students, and um, you mentioned freshmen specifically, so I want to say, you know, um, it's exciting to leave home and to reach your goal of, of arriving to college. There's so many wonderful opportunities, but it is also a time of tremendous change. Um, you know, leaving home, learning a new uh, physical place where you're going to be living, the challenges of school. So the importance of a program like this is that these programs are really designed for anybody, anybody who wants to um, come in and connect. It builds social support and social support is one of the uh, strongest protective factors for people related to and any kind of facing any kind of mental health issue or just the general stress of change and transition from from leaving home. So it really is the social support, the connection, feeling like you have a place where you are known, um, where you belong, and um, where there's people who you can trust to seek help and support from. And, and it's also that, you know, there are so many students, and, and while many students, you know, might feel they want to benefit from a therapeutic relationship, there's also a broad range of supports that are provided through health and wellness that maybe aren't necessarily thought of initially as mental health services, but that really widen the net of care for students. So, you know, there's anything from everyday stress to somebody who's experiencing depression or anxiety. So depression and anxiety, they can certainly come here and we'll support them, but maybe we would recommend they also develop a therapeutic relationship with a therapist. 
But with health and wellness, the, you know, the importance of this is they can drop in any day. They have a place they can check in. They've got people they can talk to. Um, in a, this is a, the, I, I want to emphasize these are non these are not therapists who are working here. They are health educators. So this is not a therapeutic relationship, but it is a supportive helping relationship. And um, I think it's really helpful for students to have places to go in between their week and uh, everything that they're navigating. So kind of going back to that idea of the stigma around mental health, about talking about it, about addressing it, what kind of ways does health and wellness promote an awareness of that and promoting the idea that it's okay to, to not be okay, that it's okay for students to seek that support? Well, um, I think you, uh, students will start to see more of the, that kind of effort from our department now that we have hired a new person who's going to be specifically focused on the, those kinds of messages and stories and sharing out with students. Some things that we generally do, I mean, I, I really think that the meditation program, you know, uh, and I think it might be better to call it a mindfulness program because I think some people might not think of meditation in the way that it's offered. Um, you know, there's, there is sharing happening and in making a space where we can talk about that things aren't always happy and good. Um, I think that that breaks down stigma when, when students see other people sharing their struggles, it helps them to know that they're not alone in their struggle, which means everybody struggles. And that doesn't make you somebody who stands out. Now, um, in terms of promoting decreased stigma around uh, maybe a, a, a clinical situation like anxiety or depression. I think we we don't do a lot at present on that, but like I said, the, the new person, uh, usually that is done through probably CAPS and the Mount Health peers, but um, the new person who's been hired is definitely going to be sending out some messages to make sure that students know that if they're experiencing anxiety and depression, they're not alone with that either and that they, uh, there are places where they can get help and support. So coming into this new school year, what kind of programs are being offered through health and wellness? Obviously it's a, it's a new service, so I'm sure there's a lot of development happening. Yes, yeah, so um, the, I, I can list out all the programs, but they are um, on our website at, and, and also on Shoreline. So we have uh, multiple drop-in meditation programs at different times of the day, different days of the week. We have the quiet contemplation space on Thursdays. We have a women's circle. This is a new uh, program that will be starting this fall. Um, we have the body project, which is a peer-to-peer -peer body image program to help students uh, reflect on the relationship they're having with their body and um, help support them to uh, have more more appreciation for for their for their bodies as they are in the relationship with their body. We have a long-standing program on sleep health and sleep education and the sleep challenge in particular is week 4 where students can learn about their sleep needs and and of course a rejuvenation station. I also want to highlight something that's not in the center but that's something we've been developing which is we have a strong relationship with the library because we understand students spend a lot of time in the library. So we have also built out a, a well-being book collection in the library so students can access a wide range of book selections. There are electronic or hard copy books in the library. And of course, there are have been two nap pods there and we've expanded that to four nap pods. 
I also want to add one more thing that isn't a health and wellness program, but I think it's really important for students to know um, also through the equity and mental health funds project. Our campus has started a new fund that is intended to support students with financial need if they have incurred mental health expenses that are not covered by their insurance. And so um, that information will be on the well-being website, wellbeing.ucsb.edu, where students can access that fund if they've encountered an expense that is not covered by their insurance. So I really want to make sure people know that there's a broad range, but that is not specific to health and wellness, that fund. Right. I was going to ask about the general campus resources as well, not just related to the center, but I think you just answered that question. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a broad range of, of other resources, but that one in particular is a new thing that's happening this year. So how do you think in general, this is my last question, generally UCSB's faculty and staff's relationship to mental health and to being aware with students? I know that a lot of universities potentially don't always prioritize that mental health aspect as much. So how do you see UCSB's perspective on that and potentially how has it changed over the years? Well, I've been on campus for seven years, so I, I haven't been here, you know, as long as many people who've worked here. So in terms of how it's changed over the years, I may have only a little bit of commentary on that. But I can tell you, our staff and faculty and administration are very, very concerned about the uh, mental health and, and needs of our students. Uh, there's been a lot of work happening on this campus to really sort of dig in and see what else we can do, which is part of why there's sort of this expanding out of, you know, health promotion that happens in health and wellness and, and prevention efforts, early intervention and outreach. So. Um, that's all part of a mental health task force. I co-chair the mental health task force with Edwin Feliciano, who's our, psychiatr our, our lead psychiatrist on campus. And that mental health task force is made up of staff, faculty, um, some administrators, a wide range of people on the campus who are representing the full campus concern about student mental health needs and, and what students are experiencing. So I, I, I think over time, um, so since I've been here in the past seven years, I think there's been a fairly uh, consistent attention to, to mental health, but it seems like particularly after the pandemic, during and after the pandemic, of course, things increased quite significantly because, you know, students had even more challenge that they were facing. Right. All right. I think that is all of my questions. Is there anything that you want to add, though, that you think I didn't touch on? I think I would just say that, you know, we we really want to make sure that students have a wide range of ways to access support for mental health issues. And again, you know, I consider mental health um, a broad spectrum, anywhere from, you know, everyday stress and challenges that people might face, and they still need support for those things, all the way up to um, more persistent and uh, clinical conditions such as anxiety, depression, or other conditions that people might experience. So we really are trying to build a broader net for students and make sure that they have multiple ways to enter and access services. I guess my, my last, last question, <laughs> I take that back. Um, sure. What got you involved with health and wellness here and in this field in general? Oh, well, um, I uh, have been a licensed psychologist for the past 17 years and um, actually was uh, practicing in this community um, for that full 17 years and, and even beyond that. So I've been in the field for 28 years and licensed as a psychologist for 17. 
I mostly was providing clinical services and treatment for people. And uh, there was a point, you know, before I came here where I felt like I wanted to have a broader impact on people. I, I, I think the one-on-one -on -one relationship is tremendously meaningful work to be doing with, with uh, anyone around mental health issues. But I felt like, you know, there were other ways to support people. And, and that doing it through health and wellness would be, a couple of things would happen. One, I'd be able to reach more people through a health promotion lens, but um, also, you know, college students are, are unique in that, you know, they're in a, a, an interesting time in their life where they're transitioning, fully growing into their adult selves. And, and there's a lot of support that's needed around that, as well as preparing to go out into the work world. And having worked um, for many years, I find that, our, our culture pushes a go, go, go attitude, and, and that's good. We want to achieve all of our goals, but we also need to stop and rest and take a break. So I thought college students would be a wonderful group of people to support them in developing good balance between, you know, pushing yourself to reach your goals, but also slowing down, checking in with yourself, taking time to care for your mental health needs, to take care of your physical needs, any of those things that are so important to be able to continue along our journey to reach all of our goals and aspirations.